Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Truth Lies Shenanigans, the live show, season two, episode two. I go by the name Neo Nix, and I'll be your moderator today on this very, very sad day in America. We did have a show prepared for you, but as many of you know, today in a last-ditch effort, President of the United States and his followers attempted a coup on the United States, in my opinion. Uh, Trump's mob of thugs filled with domestic terrorists breached the beacon of America, the United States Capitol today. And we're dedicating the entire show to discussing this atrocity and taking your comments, thoughts, and questions. So if you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, Titch TV, Twitch TV, or YouTube, tell us your thoughts. Now, before we get into it, let me introduce you to our hosts, our professor, writer, editor, journalist out of Washington, D.C., where everything is happening, Lizzie Enders. What's up, what's up? Happy Wednesday. I take it there wasn't much humping going on today. Um, people were glued to the televisions or taking cover, or for those of you who pray, they were praying. But like, you know, Neo said, it was a sad day in America, sad day in our nation's capital. And so we're going to unwrap a lot of that in today's show. Absolutely. And our rock store, a rock star with the band Fallen Machine, <laughs> coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, we have Robbie Rock. What's up, everyone? I uh, hope everyone is safe and well and staying situated at home and just kind of keeping on top of all this madness that's happening today and uh, looking forward to your comments and questions as we dive into this conversation tonight. Absolutely. And streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, our model, actor, and college student, Gianni Storm. Blame Gianni. She did a lot of work. She did a lot of work to get those two elected, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, everybody, I hope you're doing good today. Um, and we have a lot to discuss today. So, I'm, I'm not going to hold up your time with talking about me. So, <laughs> all right. And joining us again, Mayor Patrick Wojan, College Park, Maryland Mayor. Thank you so much for joining us, Patrick. Good to be here. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you, Mayor. Now, some of you guys may or may not remember Patrick. Patrick has joined us on several shows now and uh, given us a little perspective from as an elected official. So he'll be joining us today. So, Patrick, would you like to kind of introduce yourself to some of the new audience members we have? Sure, sure. So thank you, Neo. Uh, Patrick Wan, mayor of the city of College Park. I lived, I actually lived just down the street from Neo. Yep, literally. So he's a constituent of mine. Less than a block um, away. Uh, that's right, that's right. I run past his house when I go for my run in, in yeah. every day. Um, so I, I've been mayor for a little a bit over five years now, and, and the city of College Park is just outside of Washington, D.C., so we are, are not far from the action Um uh, as it, uh, as the case may be, uh, but, uh, great little suburban community out here and, and, um, and, uh, I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you for bringing your perspective. Cause, uh, you know, time like this, we kind of need some different perspectives. So if you've never been to TLS before, let me tell you a little bit about us. We'd like to share our truths and opinions with you, call out the lies out there and point out the ridiculous shenanigans going on, like what's going on now. Now, we usually try to have some fun with some shenanigans of our own, but this is a pretty serious topic that we need to discuss. So it may not be too as much as many shenanigans as we normally have. But, uh, you know, we will try to get through some, some discussions and we'll try to get to a lot of your comments and your questions online. So please make sure you are commenting uh, our show streams live just about everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. Uh, and this season, we're doing TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch TV as well. Just make sure you're searching at TLS Live Show. And make sure you share it out because there's a lot of people that want to discuss what we're talking about tonight. So share it out to people so we can, we can get the word out and have some people uh, have some conversations on this. Don't forget, you can also subscribe on uh, Google Alexa Pandora for our audio version of the podcast. All right. Let's jump into it, guys. Um, you know, we, we had a rough day. We had a rough day. Uh, we saw a mob of Trump supporters um, just suddenly attack the... We, had a, we actually had a pretty decent day in the morning because we had two senators from Georgia elected, 
um, confirmed as uh, senators. So now the Senate has actually uh, switched from Republican to a Democratic power. So actually, uh, we had a good morning. And then, of course, you know, uh, Trump had his little rally with his supporters. And shortly after that, they stormed the Capitol while the Congress was actually voting, but not voting. They were counting the electoral votes. So, um, Lizzie, what are your thoughts on what's going on? Shameful. Shameful. And I, I can't even tell you the number of times that I have said that word today. Um, as it was happening, as it was unfolding, as I was engaging with people online, as people were checking in to make sure that I was okay, because I do live in D.C. proper. You can see I have a view of the Capitol from my building, from my window, um, even though I couldn't really see um, what was transpiring, what was taking place. I have the, a view of the actual building, but not the surrounding areas outside of the building. So I didn't see any of the protesters. However, early this morning, I could hear the helicopters in anticipation of possibly what was going on, trying to keep an eye on the crowds, if you will. And then as things started to escalate, you heard more police sirens and more chat, you saw more chatter online. And I honestly, I could not believe what I was watching. I could not believe what was unfolding, even as um, before we got word that it was happening, when they were talking, when they were trying to certify the votes or attempting to certify the electoral votes um, in Congress, once they got, they were fine with the first two because they went alphabetically. They were fine with the first two because they um, were in favor of pre President Trump. But then when it got to Arizona, that's when the first mm -hmm. objection came. Yep. And that's when you saw, you know, Ted Cruz give his bullshit statement and, you know, senators going back and forth. And then all of a sudden CNN switched from that to outside of the Capitol yep. and said that there was something happening on the steps. And all of a sudden you saw these people just rushing the steps of the Capitol, which you cannot do. That is trespassing. Yep. There's only there's a limited area around the Capitol where citizens, where civilians can congregate. You certainly can't, you know, storm the steps. You certainly can't climb up and like bash the windows. You certainly can't enter the Capitol the way they did. And so I'm sitting here thinking, and I don't know if you can hear in the background. You can hear. More oh, yeah. More because even there's a curfew in D.C. right now that started at 6 o'clock. The protesters are still out on these D.C. streets, folks. And so I'm watching all of this unfold, and I just kept saying, this is shameful. Is like, shameful. what is happening? Yep. What is happening? Not only in my city that I was born and raised in and that I love, but also in my country. Like, are you kidding me right now? So it's been a difficult day for me. It's been right. a and like for many of us, for many of us, but a difficult day, a right. difficult day to take all of this in and to process this. So, Robbie, you are from uh, Canada. So, what is it like looking at what is going on right now in the United States? For myself and my wife and my circle of friends, uh, it's a shock, shell shock. It really, really is. Uh, I, I can't believe what is transpiring in the United States uh, today. It's absolutely, like Liz was saying, it's absolutely shameful. Um, the last time I felt like this was during 911, because from the outside looking in, no tragic loss of life at, on a large scale, but when 911 is happening, it was, just, it, was, it was a surreal moment. Is this really happening in the United States of America? And today is the same damn feeling. Is this really happening in the United States of America? Mm -hmm. I remember from a kid and from American ideology propaganda, if you will, it's democracy is a pillar. It's a cornerstone of American society. And today it came under direct attack and it was... It was inspired, it was brought on by Donald Trump and was supported by the POTUS. It was incited by the POTUS. That's the, that's the crazy thing to me. Um, we, have Tamika, we have Tamika Turner-Graden who says, watching all this unfold with my children was surreal. 
Victoria Blakely said, what I found hilarious, because after a certain point, I couldn't do anything but laugh, was, I can't see the whole thing, was that storming the Capitol building wasn't enough to get them arrested, but that they established a 6 p.m. curfew and then started arresting people for that. Is yeah. that's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. So, uh, Mayor Patrick, there's something I wanted to ask you, you know, because I'm looking at all of these elected officials who were, in essence, attacked. Um, they were attacked, you know, in their place of work, where they work. And, you know, I was thinking about you as an elected official and other elected officials. You know, how does that make you feel as far as safety is concerned? Because, you know, if you're, you know, you're, you're shoot, your, your home address is public knowledge. You're, um, you know, of course, your place of work is public knowledge. You know, if someone disagrees with you, you know, how does that make you feel? I mean, we're. I saw many of those senators were terrified, terrified. Yeah. Many of those people. Yeah. And, and, and you never know what could have, what was possible, what could have happened today. That's, I think the, the, the thing that struck me was this, was this fear because you had people in the Capitol building who had not been screened, who came there very angry and not, they could have, they could have had, they could have, I know they, I think they had to screen after they cleared the Capitol, they had to, to screen, to screen the whole building to make sure there weren't any explosive devices or anything like that in there. I mean, there, this is a, this is the, and this is people that are just doing their job of carrying out the business of a democracy right. of, of the way things are supposed to run. And it's essentially violated the, the, the sense of security that you should have in being able to carry out the work that needs to happen to, to run our country as a public servant. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. And to, this isn't this happens. Uh, this has been happening so frequently recently with 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 attacks on on like the secretary of state in Georgia and and even the, yeah. the governor of Georgia for even though he's hardly he's, he's he's you know a pretty conservative Republican himself, but but um but because he dared cross the 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 threshold of of certifying the um the 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 results of the election in Georgia. Uh, he 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 was also subject to threats and and um, yeah, Fauci and, and, had death threats. A number of officials had death threats in this Trump world. I mean, it's right, right. it's got to be scary. And when you think about you, like, I mean, does that does this world this this change? Does that do you think that affects you know local public officials as well? I mean, because people get emboldened, right? Yeah, it certainly does, and and I'm a member of the U.S. Conference of Mayors, and we've had meetings uh, and sessions to talk about this. About we there there's a discussion about at what point does a mayor need to hire a security detail uh, because it seems to many people as something that's, that's extravagant. Um, it's not, you know, I don't have an, I don't have a security detail. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> never felt need, but but um, but. But some people have had to hire security details and have them around because they they are under threat now in ways that they haven't been before. Mayor Patrick, where were you today when you realized what was happening, what was going on at the Capitol? Um, so I'm where I'm spending most of my time, which is right here at my in my in my home where I work, um, uh, where I've basically been spending most of my waking moments since uh, since the pandemic started in March. But um, but I was watching. I was I was kind of half watching the the uh, the certifi third certification of the um, the vote of the electoral college, and uh, and then I got a text from somebody. I was kind of half working and half doing that, and then I got a text from somebody like they stormed the Capitol. I'm like, what? So then I started paying more attention to the news uh, and was going back and forth between different news sources throughout the day. Um, yeah. But just not. I mean, I was. I, I, I thought something might happen today uh, because they have all these people descending on the Capitol uh, who are just angry and and wanting to do something. And I'm, I'm surprised that it allowed it was allowed to get as far as it did because they, they, they should have been more prepared. They should have had they should have had people, you know, armed, ready to go to, to protect the democratic process happening in the Capitol. And I think that, that that point hasn't really been stressed enough, because if you think about it, during that session, during that certification session, the majority of our government 
was in that building. You had Congress, you had the Congress, and you had the Senate, and you had the sitting vice president of the United States in that building. And for them to be put at risk like this, for the breach of security to come about so easily at the heart of our government is alarming. It's, it's, it's so alarming. And that's why all day I've been really kind of hard on the Capitol Police, like, what were you doing? What were you thinking? Like, where was the thought process? These people have been claiming and have been talking about protests, violent protests, violent reactions on January 6th for the past two or three weeks. They've been doing it on Twitter. They've been doing it on all other forms of social media, including Parler. So it's not like this wasn't, we didn't know that this was going to happen. Like you said, I, I thought something was going to happen today, but I thought it was going to be in the streets. I thought that there was going to be like some type of kerfuffle or fighting outside. Um, between clashes between the protesters when they were protesting before they became terrorists, when they were protesting and the police. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that it would um, evolve into what we saw today. And so I'm just like, how does this happen? So, so Liana, now our officials aren't even safe. Yep. Liana Zamora says, Newman uh, says, Lizzie, that was, uh, that was scary. Um, so the thing that really struck me was the response. And that's what I want to get into next is like the response to the threat. I mean, do we think that if this were a terrorist attack, that the matter of fact, we've seen terrorist attacks where the response was greater, right? I mean, I'm not going to get it. We can go to the protest in a minute, but. Peaceful protests where the response has been greater. Like, yeah. Yeah, just, in DC. But I'm just saying we've mm -hmm. had like all I'm saying is like because there've been there've been attacks on you know people storming the um uh, uh the Capitol before. There's been people storming the White House, storming you know other places of business, and the, the response is like immediate. And I'm watching it. It took several hours for anyone other than the Capitol Police to show up. Yeah. Let me just correct that for a second, yeah. because the last time the, the Capitol was under siege, under attack like this, was in 1814 during the War of 1812, when the Capitol was Well, burned. like this, yes. We, we we've had mob when you threats. Read. We've had people try to take guns into yeah, the building. Nothing like this. Nothing. No, nothing like this. Certainly not this. But even with those minor issues, we've seen a greater response, which was surprising to me. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And then, of course, we need to talk right. about the protests. Um, so go ahead, Lizzie. You were gonna, you were bringing that up. Oh no, Gianni, Gianni hasn't spoken yet. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say Pence had mentioned something about the swift effort of the um, police force. So I was like, swift where? Like, like how long did it take? <laughs> um, and just recently, I think after six p.m., it died down. Uh, but That's yeah, because of the curfew, though. But right. but they still haven't been arrested. Like curfew means get your ass off the street and get home or you will be arrested. There are still protesters marching on the streets of Washington, D.C. Like, yeah, they have pushed them back yeah. away from the Capitol, but they're not adhering to the curfew. Mike Wolf says um, this I, was a terrorist attack, which I totally agree with. This is a domestic indeed. terrorist domestic attack. Domestic terrorist attack. Yeah, because it's not the Republicans, it's Trump supporters. You know what I mean? So, and let me tell you something. Like I, led by the President of the United States. I felt bad for both Republican and Democratic um, senators and congressmen who were in that situation today. Like, they didn't, they didn't deserve this. They did not deserve no. this at all. Any one of them could have been harmed. And I, I just don't understand why there aren't or weren't better protocols put in place to protect from this. Um, Mike it Winter just, says it, the Capitol Police protected the elected officials swiftly, but they didn't swiftly protect the building itself. Great point. Well, then there was a there was a reporter from CNN today that was attacked and his his um his equipment was damaged. Saw that. And, yeah. uh, um, I mean, I and, and one of the things that, that 
uh, one of the um, one of the protesters commented to that reporter said something to the effect of pointed to the police and said they don't care about you they only they only are here to protect the uh, the elected officials and yeah. and they might have yeah I mean the the police might have jumped in and protected protected him more quickly not allowed him to be the the the, the press are there for a reason and they need to be there and they need to cover this for us um, and yeah. and for them to be at risk is 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 scary as well but even even think about the lacks i mean once the once the the terrorists were inside and they were roaming the rotunda and then they got on the senate floor and they were sitting at people's desks and they were taking pictures and they were running around with confederate flags and doing all these things there was still a lax response from the capitol police to the point where um, I saw one picture earlier today where you saw a bunch of protesters walking by the Capitol Police and they're doing nothing to prevent them from doing that. It was almost as if it was a scheduled tour. Then there was a picture of some protesters who were taking selfies with members of the Capitol Police. And so it's just like, I don't, I, I, I don't understand what is happening here in our democracy as we you know, think about protecting our government. Rob, you had your hand up? In defense of the Capitol Police, they were greatly outnumbered uh, because they didn't have the necessary forces from the outside to support their efforts. If you are two law enforcement officers and you're faced with a mob of hundreds or thousands of people coming through your breach point, the only thing you can do is stand back, observe, and report. If you try to adapt on an already angry mob, yeah, you can, they're you going can to cite it more. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. But, who, and like, that's a, but whose fault is it that they were outmanned? I well, mean, that's you know, horrible. like you said, Liz, this was advertised for days, weeks. So somebody at Homeland Security messed up big, or there was a level of interference by the POTUS directly that essentially neutered law enforcement's response today. There's going to be a full inquiry and people are going to roll. Absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I honestly believe it's possible that someone interfered with decisions on bringing in more uh, police. And I didn't, I didn't even see the national guard until six o'clock. I think they didn't, they didn't actually show up. And there was talk about having this national guard there before the protest started. So where were they? Right. The National Guard initially was denied. Oh, was it? Um, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it was. It was initially denied. Um, but even even beyond. Oh, so you put the National Guard aside because that's clearly a political call. But what about MPD? What about DC police? Like, yeah, they weren't. It was all Capitol Police, I believe. Uh-huh. At least and from again, what I was seeing. People have been threatening violence for weeks, and you certainly don't. So even if they are, you know, um, outmanned, you certainly don't get in there and take pictures with them. So does anyone think that this was a stunt? No. This was all part of a, I mean, I know, was this part of a plan to allow them to storm the Capitol? Anybody think that? I, 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 I don't to. I still believe in our government. And so I, I don't want to buy into that conspiracy theory. I, I just, that would hurt my feelings too badly right now. Um, but yeah. I, I, I think it's something that needs to be considered, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It needs to be investigated, um, at least, because the response yeah. was ridiculous. I don't know that this is something that was masterminded, but it's something that was definitely set up. It's if you give an angry mob some pitchforks and some torches and some gasoline, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah. So they, they also, were incited. This was, this was staged. No it wasn't they were incited. Let me, let me show this yeah. video. Let me show you this video. Before. Oh, you have something to say, Patrick? Go ahead. Well, I just want to say, I mean, I, I tend to attribute things like this more to, to, to incompetence rather than malicious intent. I, um, I, I think they should, have been, they should have been more prepared for this, uh, but I don't think that they, were, that they were intentionally allowing it to happen. I'm honest, and and I just, again, I want to thank you. It's just a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you and hundreds of thousands of American patriots are committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic. 
All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all. Yeah. So, I mean, this was his rally cry before they attacked the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of inflammatory speech. A lot of it. There was even more that I didn't add to that. Yeah, there was a lot of inflammatory Where he was actually speech. saying stuff like, you know, you need to go. There was a lot of call to action speech, yep. if you will. It was. In um, his rhetoric there. And, you know, these people, they, they, they live for that. Um, I just and had I, the conversation. Oh, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, was, I just had the conversation with my wife, and I was like, God, I just wish he would just go. All I really want is to get rid of him. I mean, just, is there any way to just get rid of him? I mean, because it's like so frustrating that he just can't just go away. I just want him. And out he can get rid of the supporters, though. That's still like. That, well, if he really goes good. away, his supporters will die down. I mean, you know, if, if he goes away, he'll have some supporters, obviously, but he won't be able to incite this riot that he incited. It's kind of funny right. that nobody wants him because, because, you know, because, you know, Mar-a-Lago, the folks in Mar-a-Lago and in Palm Beach are saying <laughs> that they don't want him there. And then and then he was planning to fly to Scotland the day of the inauguration and they didn't want to take him either. So... Like, <laughs> Like, what's your handicap, Donald? I can't play there. I mean, so I'm the perfect place, right? Um, Mayor Patrick would be like jail. Like that would be that'd be perfect. You know, at this point, the perfect. I mean, this put him in an island somewhere like Napoleon, where he can't, where he can't doesn't have access to uh to any sort of electronic equipment. He can't tweet. He can't, <laughs> he can't get his in any way. Well, and, and, and like. Rob said a little while ago, so Twitter has suspended his account for 12 hours or until he deletes all of the inflammatory and insightful speech that caused this. Um, and that's that's unprecedented for a president. That is unprecedented. Um, but you think he's going to back down? He doesn't care. He doesn't. Like that video that you gave earlier, he doesn't. Um, it, it wasn't a stand down. It wasn't an apology to America. He didn't tell these people that they were wrong and that they needed to go home. He started with the fact that this was a stolen election. And I understand how you feel and blah, 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 blah. So that just and, emboldened and, them even more. You're talking about the, you. the stand down? You're talking about yeah. the stand down video? Yeah. yeah, let's no, show that. I'll show that real quick. Great people there, and you know these people who are who are breaking the law, who are who are attacking our democracy, and he's talking about how he loves them and what great people they are. Yeah, you mean the American uh, Patriots, right? So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. play it real quick. It was not a request to stand down or go home. It was. Yeah, I know yeah. your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. You know, this guy, you know, I don't think he cares if he is infamous. If he's the most hated man in America, he just wants to be famous. As long as his, mm -hmm. as long as he is in the spotlight for whatever reason, that's all he really cares about. I mean, it's so it's just infuriating. But uh, mm -hmm. but 
Go ahead, Lucy. I have some comments online I want to get to. It should be noted that there was a fatality today. So um, a woman who was shot inside the Capitol, shot in the chest inside the Capitol earlier today during this um, attempted coup, she died later. In addition to that, several police officers were injured. Like this, this wasn't something just, you know, some fly by night. Oh, we're mad. We're going to, you know, scream and go home. Someone died. Police officers were injured. Several people are going to go to jail. Like for what? Because your leader is feeding you a bunch of lies. He did not win by a lance. In fact, he lost by 8 million plus votes. (laughs) <laughs> there, there was, there's been at least three closer races just recently. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absolutely so, ridiculous. So Daria Winter says, who are these people? They are special. Uh, Mike Winter says, I love the Karen who was in shock and uh, was crying when she got maced. Hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> that was funny. Jeanette Brown says, no shame. They don't feel shame. Brain science, dangerous. Narcissists can take out the human race. That's actually true. One narcissist could take out the human race, um, especially well, in, in a world where, our world that we're in now. By using his platform and with that bogus message, at just the I love you, the stolen election, he has legitimized his fanatics' actions and their feelings. This is completely his fault. His complete disregard for the electoral rules, the laws, and the processes has emboldened his followers to descend on Capitol Hill today and behave in the manner that they did. It's yeah, mind-boggling. Kevin Daxon makes a good point. He says the Republicans contesting the vote today were trying to get the Trump supporters to follow him. So they're actually trying to get those particular people following him. Uh, Jacqueline Robbins says, Pence needs to invoke the 25th Amendment. Believe it or not, uh, 45 endangered his life by also, uh, also by trashing him to the cult. Endangered Pence's life. That's true. That's true. Like, I don't think he ever thought that his boss, that Donald Trump, would turn on him in the way that he has. But Trump has been trashing Pence for the past 48 hours because Pence had the presence of mind to say, I cannot change the vote. It is not within my power to do that. I have Mm -hmm. to follow the laws of the Constitution. And Trump doesn't buy into that argument. But it's not, you know, just Mike Pence. It's Ted Cruz. It's Jim Jordan. It's everybody who decided that they were going to dissent and object today, who were following this nonsense that started this process of these people outside who thought, okay, we have been wrong, so let's do something about it. I want to remind you. I was just going to say, so they are, um, because by law, technically, they have to certify the electoral votes on January 6th. That is an article of the Constitution. That is a law. It is. And 1 p.m. They, yep. <laughs> they started again, I believe, at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so um, there have been a couple of Republicans who were obje- said they were objecting earlier who have since retracted from that and be like, okay, this is too much. This is too much. Yeah. I did not buy. I did not buy into this. This is not what I came to the table for. But even if you <laughs> listen to what Cruz was saying earlier today, it was bullshit. He's like, "No, we're not calling for. We're not trying to turn over the election. But what we're asking you all is for ten days to do an investigation. Another investigation. The votes have been counted and recounted. It's been taken to several courts." and been thrown out. The Supreme Court has spoke out on this and still you want an additional 10 days? For what? No. For what? It's it's stall. They would, yeah, they just wanna they just want to stall and prolong the process as long as possible. And 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 part of me thinks they're trying to get it to to go past inauguration day and just make things and mess up things as much as possible for, for Biden coming in. Jacqueline Robinson says he's a sociopath. As soon as we understand and accept that, everything starts to make sense. Evan Thaxon has said, it's sad you get fired two weeks before you retire. <laughs> That's if you <laughs> invoke the 25th Amendment. But to that point, um, Ilhan, well, first of all, Trump has already been impeached once, right? Um, 
But Ilhan, a representative Ilhan, I think she's out of Minnesota. I think it's Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota, yeah. No, um, no yeah. She suggested she was going to write up additional articles of impeachment currently to get him out of office now. I mm-hmm. completely support that. I mean, Patrick, what do you think? I mean, do you think that's even a possibility? No. Could it happen? Well, at this point, I wonder. It would take. It would take. I, mean, I suppose they could. They could have it go quickly. But I think invoking the Twenty Fifth Amendment, though, the because the, the he's not the way that he acts. He is not of sound mind. He is not capable of 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 being president anymore. And and he's acting in such a way that really puts the puts the country at danger. So. If so Pence evoked the twenty fifth, I would be in one hundred percent support of Pence, and I would look at Pence in new eyes. Right now, he's just a lapdog. Well, you, know, you know, Pence has to ask mother first. He has to ask mother. <laughs> first. So, right. I mean, there are Republicans that are moving that might be moving in this direction. I think folks like like Romney and and Sass, and, and um, we'll see if yeah. it's if it picks up momentum, but. Might be otherwise we're dealing for the next two weeks we're gonna be dealing with one yeah. episode like this after another. I think he's gonna keep on on riling up his supporters right up until until the twentieth. He might even do yeah. it on the twentieth. Well, that's the thing, even on the twentieth. So his supporters are saying they're not done yet. This isn't the end of it. Like he's already said that he is going to have, there's going to be the inauguration festivities and he had already planned to have counter festivities on the same day. So now, you know, I, and this is the thing that again, pisses me off about the way this was security wise policed and handled today. The, the terrorists walked away feeling like they gained something like they won the first round. They did win. And so now the they are they want it. we're not done yet. We're coming back. We're coming what? back. Wait till inauguration day. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you know, I, I really don't want this to turn into some mini civil war here. Like we have to get our ducks in order and shut this down immediately. And we, we, yeah. we have yet, you know, we're halfway through the show and we have yet to talk about the color, the, the the racial demographics involved in this, because I think everyone on this panel knows if those people who stormed the Capitol had been of a different hue, of a darker hue, we would be having a very different conversation. There would have been tons of fatalities. There would have been people beaten, maimed, shot, all of it. We talked about it before because when they they stormed the Michigan court uh, state house, I mean yeah. with guns and everything, what happened to them? And Nothing. They, had a plan. they had a plan for worse. They had a plan in Michigan. But you get counter protesters, Black Lives Matter, and everything in Black Lives Matter Plaza, and they're tear bombing them. And uh, you know, I mean, don't yeah. don't forget all the shootings at the other protests and what they did in Seattle. And Trump going online talking about these are thugs and these are this and this and that. And then sending uh-huh. all his troops, his troops, <laughs> uh, his, his federal police into other states policing their riots. But then he comes here yeah. and incites his own. So Ernest yeah. Cooper just posted a good, a good quote. He said, we're not asking you to shoot them like you shoot us. We're asking you not to shoot us. Like you don't shoot them. That's your point. That's a very good point. And the lack of response really kind of blows me away because as the day unfolded, they found whether they were moth or real uh, devices that resembled pipe bombs and law enforcement took them away and exploded them safely. Um, There were chemical irritants that were used against police officers. Visitors stormed the premises, visitors. So they ran past all the metal detection systems at like these poor politicians, staffers, security personnel, media, were all placed at risk because they had no idea what kind of weaponry was on prem. And what and back to what Neil was saying, like hours into the crisis, hours, they started retaliating with strobe lights, a little bit of tear gas, a flashbang. If there had been a destructive element at play, at just a 
foreign or domestic terrorist terrorist threat that was really hell-bent on doing some damage today, they would have had more than enough time to make their way to the Capitol after the news coverage started and not be dispersed or turned away. They could have caused some real damage. So just to They could really have started fires. What, They're lucky. I mean, it's lucky it never yeah. it didn't happen. I mean, they could have completely burnt because they were just running free throughout the, uh, the Capitol today. I mean, for hours, for they were running free throughout the capital for hours. Again, taking. And that's I think there were something like thirteen people. Thirteen people arrested. Only thirteen, yeah. really? 13? Like that. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's uh, that was, that's a lot that of people. Oh, wow. That might have been more after that. Baker. Way, that wow. That's an impressive number. Even, <laughs> and even Baker's <laughs> done that. They should have. They should have had the paddy wagons lined up and 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 been putting them in those little little tie wrap handcuffs and dragging them off. Like they, yeah, that's what yeah, they would, That's what they do for other. That's what they've done for other protests. I mean, I saw yeah. not nary nary one baton, nary one kick in the head, very little tear. Like it just, there was no aggression with dealing with these terrorists, which Jenny. we know would have been a different story if they were of a different color or of a different hue. This picture, I think throughout the day, probably is the one that pisses me off the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you have someone walking through the walls of the Capitol with a Confederate flag. This didn't even happen in the 1800s. Yep, this didn't, didn't happen in the Civil War. Yep. It did not happen in the Civil War at all. Yep. How dare you? How dare you? Awful. Just awful. Not only that, if I, and I wanted I wanted to get to Gianni. Go ahead, Gianni. Oh, no, I was just I wanted to make mention cuz we were talking about the the whole race of it all. Um there's a a tweet that was by Alex Wag, Wagner and he said there is a deep historic connection between yesterday and today. Black glass I'm sorry. Black grassroots organizations mobilizing black voters to elect a black and Jewish senator from the deep South and a white terrorist mob overtaking the Capitol to stop the democratic process. So that picture is just kind of signifies what this tweet is saying. And I just wanted to, yeah. Yeah. And that's where I was going to go next is, you know, in, in Georgia, we just elected the first uh, black senator for that state. First black senator for that state. And Gianni, I want you to speak on that because you helped with that um, that effort. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I you, kind of helped a little bit. Did. Yeah. Tell, tell us what you, you were doing. Yeah, towards the tail end, I kind of, um, I went out with a group of people who were for the Democratic Party, and we surveyed people on who they were voting for. Um, and for people that were undecided, we did leave the um, a pamphlet just speaking on what the senator um the Democratic sen senators were to bring and stuff like that. So I do believe efforts like from people like me that have been doing it for this entire year and Stacey Abrams and all of that entire crew, that is the reason why this is the outcome today. So, yeah. Yeah, Stacey Abrams did an amazing effort. Um, Pat, do you know Stacey yeah. at all? Do you know Stacey? Have you met her? I, I've never met her. Never, no, I never, never met her personally. She's uh, She really is an inspiration, though. And I know she's, I know she's planning on running for governor again this, in 2022 yeah. so right. so uh keep up the work down there in, in georgia and let's make that happen yeah she's great <laughs> yeah you, you definitely got to get her elected because uh yeah she she is georgia to me at this point but <laughs> Amazing. right Amazing. Like, signifies that. and this is a woman who law in the same vein that we're talking about trump this is a woman who lost an election she didn't have a tantrum she didn't call for riots or anything. She went out in the streets and talked to people and registered them to vote. She participated again in the democratic process. And so I just, one, I want to thank her for all that she's done up until this point. Um, because I, I mean, you know, if I, I, I can, I can give you the truth about Lizzie Enders. I might be hurt for a little bit if I lost an election, especially if I think that I lost an election <laughs> the way she did, um, which was kind of, you know, controversial in itself. Um, but no, she, she, she dusted her shoulders off and she went out and was like, okay, it might not be me, 
But I'm going to embold, I'm going to incite my people to vote for other seats that might help this process, that might invoke change in the state of Georgia. And so I applaud her and thank her for that. One hundred percent. And there was, I mean, there was outright voter, there was outright voter suppression in in twenty eighteen when she mm-hmm. when she ran last time. There were mm-hmm. they were they were messing them up with the polling places. They had them them close. They had lines around the block and and were were closing them early and and um yeah. It's and she had she had a right to be upset and but yet she she just she kept going and she's. Uh, She's absolutely she's organizing and she's she's fixing the problem so that she can that more people are enfranchised and it's working. Let's um take a look at Joe Biden, president elect's response. Um, I don't have the whole thing here, but I do have a part of it. So let's take a look. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America. Do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. And it must end now. The biggest stories, the moment they happen from around the globe. His tie was freaking me out. It's tie. It was. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, I was, it was like, <laughs> like that's, that's, funny. Funny. that's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what so do you think about? Pelosi, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, Johnny. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Nancy Pelosi announced that they were still going to um, do. It says, oh yeah, tonight they were gonna still do the certification of President-elect Joe Biden. I was gonna ask you guys: Do you think it is too soon, or do you think go ahead? Like get it done tonight. Like do it. They got to make a statement. <laughs> I mean, by law, by law, technically, they have to do it on Janu on January sixth. I mean, that's what the oh, Constitution yeah. says. So, um, and you know, they weren't hurt. You know, they were they were swift away into safe chambers. So yes, come yeah, back and do your job. Do your job. Hopefully, again, you know, the objectors. Um, have come to their senses and they will stand down because if they don't, then that means this is going to go well past midnight Um, because we know for, it was going to be an objection for, they already objected to Arizona, but there were going to be at least two other objections for Georgia and Pennsylvania, possibly six total. They have a total of two hours in which they can object. Anybody got time for all that? Yeah. Yeah. And just from behind the scenes, I was just informed that Kelly Loeffler um, has rescinded uh, her objections. Good. Smartly. So looking in the right direction. Out. Smartly. Get out. I mean, by the time they started being intelligent. By the way, this, this image is from, we were talking about Nancy Pelosi. This image was taken from Nancy Pelosi's office. I mean, how Shameful. many of these... How many people are actually going to get arrested for their actions? I mean, this is this is horrible. Listen, let me tell you, pre-pandemic, um, when I still worked at Sports Illustrated and I still had my very own office, I would have beat somebody down for coming into my office, sitting at my desk, <laughs> putting their on the table like that. That is shameful. That is disrespectful. You do not get to do that. Do not violate my space. And so the fact that he's doing this in the U.S. Capitol, are you kidding me? And, and, and quite honestly, again, and I know this may sound harsh and I know this may ruffle some feathers or what have you. As soon as they breached, once they got past the steps and as soon as they breached the doors and entered, illegally entered the Capitol. Every right to shoot. Every right to shoot gun should have have been drawn right there because you were posing a threat. It, it should have ended right there. Again, if it were a terrorist, a, 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 an international terrorist attack. Right. Oh, my goodness. It would Can have you been- imagine if those 
those have been Saudi Arabians or Iraqis or someone from the Middle East, a brown skin who had done the same thing, or, or, they would have been lives. shot yep. on scene. Yeah. Or black lives. And that's the yeah. difference. And that is the whole, that's the whole thought, the whole concept behind Black Lives Matter is the difference in black lives and how the people of color and how they're treated. I mean, if it were any person, if it were a group of people of color, um, there's no question, and, and I, there's no question in my mind that the guns would have been fired off. No question in my mind. Matter of fact, again, we've had, we had people enter the Capitol illegally and guns were fired off in recent years. Um, and they were shot. But it was one or two people. I mean, we're talking a mob of people. I mean, again, yeah. you don't want to just shoot Americans all willy-nilly, and I get that. So, you know, you don't want to find yourself in a Tiananmen Square type situation. But at the same time, at the same time, you still have to protect, uh, you know, th these people are entering, Ill entering illegally. I mean, and you're not just protecting the building, you're protecting the people in the building. No, I, I mofo would come, you know, via. So Mike Wolf just laughed. So Mike Wolf and I worked together at Sports Illustrated for several years. Um, he worked in the IT department, so I often called him whining, begging for things, fixing my computer, giving me a new computer, giving me a new laptop, whatever. And so he just posted when I talked about, you know, people coming and sitting at my desk. He posted he used to sit at my desk all the time. Without my I would not advocate for shooting Mike Wolf. I would not advocate for that. <laughs> Let's get to some of these comments online. It's a lot of comments, and I, I kind of got away from it. So Mike Wolf says, uh, yeah, when she was fixing your computer. And then Latoya says, oh, no, Lysander, only bodies of color are a threat. Insert side eye. Um, Senator Sass says, this is from Mike Winter, Senator Sass, what I truly believe the lessons of American civics can be instructive if we could educate people that will unite people. These insurrectionists just are ignorant about history and civics. Good thought. Um, mm -hmm. Ernest Cooper had a comment. Um, he said, imagine having an opportunity stolen from you and rather then get angry and quit. You put energy into making sure it doesn't happen to the person behind you. That's what Stacey Abrams did. She not only opened the door, she held it. Yep. So, like Liz mentioned. Yep. Yeah. So, Patrick, I have a tough question for you. So, if your city state house or your, I mean, the city um, city building was being attacked based by some mob, would you would you authorize? Um, Protecting it by force? Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly, I would, I would say we need to do whatever we can to protect it. I mean, you, you, you start with, you start with attempts to, to address the situation peacefully. Uh, sure. But if, but if, if you need to, if, if people, if people's, especially if people's lives are at risk, which they were in this case, uh, then, then you need to be, you need to be willing to use lethal force to, to protect it and, and to protect the. Uh, um, to protect the the the, the institutions, to protect the way that they run. And one one thing that struck me today is is uh, I know that they there was a, a clip of those um, you know those boxes, those wooden boxes that they put all the electoral votes in. Oh yes. And and those and uh, I think it was Senator Murphy from Oregon who said that his uh, his his staff um, grabbed those boxes and and ran away with them. If they hadn't done that, then the people who stormed oh, the chambers could have gotten access him. to those. Destroyed yep. them, right? And that, and yep. if they yeah. destroyed them, what would that have meant? You know, so right? I don't, I, you don't, I don't know. know. I mean, you have to do. I guess you'd have to do it over again, right? I mean, or, or do the uh, the the electoral uh, voting process? Yeah, electoral there would, process. No, there would have been no immediate proof of the actual or votes, so it would have hindered the process. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So Latoya Blakely says getting it done tonight would be a testament to the resiliency of American democracy. They have to do it tonight. Yeah. And I think that they will. I think that they're going to try their hardest to make it happen tonight as a response to show the resiliency of the U.S. government in response to these actions today. Right. C-SPAN says that they're starting at 9 o'clock again. So 
Awesome. So nine o'clock. So in so five you know, minutes. After we're done. Five minutes. Yep. After we're done with the show, we can turn it on and, and watch uh, watch it unfold. <laughs> with that being said, it is time to kind of start winding down since it is time to close the show out. So what I want to do is kind of go around real quick and get your final thought. Um, and I'm going to go counterclockwise. So I'm going to start with Gianni Storm. So Gianni, what are your final thoughts for tonight and what's been happening today? Um, my final thoughts are, it took me this long, but I realized Trumpism is a real thing. And it, it's, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not getting used to the surprises still, surprisingly. Like, even though we've been through a lot in the past few years, it's still kind of shocking. But my emotions have subsided. My mind's just racing. So there's a lot going on. So, yeah. Robbie Rock? Final thought. Um, today was an attack on the U.S. government, on the U.S. people, on your democratic process. And these people who halted the electoral process, I have three words. You're fascist. You're a terrorist. You're un-American. What happened today was absolutely disgusting because, like I kept saying, like it's a, America's been a beacon of democracy for decades, a model of democracy, and that's been corrupted into a laughing stock today. And I hope that they can get it done tonight and try to correct this. Um, Fascists and racists have been allowed, and they've been bolstered by Trump's rhetoric over the last four years, and now they feel free to do whatever they please. Your opponents, North Korea, Iran, Russia, can't be happier with this turn of events. A segment of American people is in the process of creating their anti-America propaganda for them. So your allies weep for you. I, honestly, I, this man will go down as the worst president in American history. Nope. My heartfelt sympathy to my American neighbors. Um, at this point, the Republican Party needs to cut him loose, turn him to the wolves, and apologize to the American people for this travesty. And I have one question for all of you. How are you going to sleep tonight? <laughs> um, just to answer real quick, I mean, you know, it's funny. My, my wife was like, uh, you know, we need to go gas up the cars. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, if you if you think about it, we've had this conversation before about what could happen if Trump lost or what could happen if Biden lost. And I kept saying if Biden lost, you know, there would be widespread protests. But if Trump lost, it would be kind of just those few proud boys and the, the Oath Keepers and all those guys would just do something and it would be centralized to Washington, D.C., so honestly, I'm going to sleep pretty decently because I'm pretty confident that we can get this under control. And fortunately, the Electoral College votes are still there. They're going to finish it off. And I think the majority of Americans are, even Trump supporters, are still going to continue to move forward with the process and um, you know, work to get rid of this guy. Um, and I agree with you 100%. There's no question after this, the absolute worst president in history. There have been bad presidents. This is the absolute worst by far. Lizzie Anders? Or, or did um, anyone else have a comment to want to respond to Robbie? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll respond to Robbie in my parting shots, if you will. Um, <laughs> one, I don't really sleep a lot, Robbie. I usually average between. <laughs> Three and a half, four hours sleep per night, hours of sleep per night. And so I think um, tonight it might be even a little less than that because I am on fire, if you will. Yeah. And, um, and even if I turn all of this off, I need to engage in something to take my mind off of it. So it'll be another night of discovery ID, investigative, investigative discovery killer shows. So if I'm not, you know, watching, you know, what happened today in our nation's capital, I'm going to be watching murder shows all night. Um, so I, I would imagine that I'm not going to really sleep that well tonight. Um, but as it relates to, you know, my final um, words for what happened today, I just want us to be, I challenge everyone to be better Americans, better Americans. Like I and, and this goes to both Democrats and Republicans. This goes to me. You know, um, I think we all need to take a look at the mirror and realize or ask ourselves, what is it that we're fighting for? Are we fighting to be right 
for our party or are we fighting for the betterment of the American people? And I think that's how we got here. All of those Republicans who were um, dissenting today or were, who were objecting today, that was based on party affiliation. That was not based on the best interest of the American people. So again, I challenge us. I may not like four years from now, I may I didn't like it four years ago who we elect who was elected as president. Mm-hmm. I may not like it four years from now. But I am not going to go to these extremes where I potentially disintegrate our government and our democracy based on my feelings. We have to do what's best for our people. So I challenge everyone to do that. Put aside all of your party affiliations and all of that nonsense and look at your neighbor, whether they be black, white, blue or purple, whether they be Republican, Democrat or independent. And think about what's best for all of us in this situation. And what happened today was best for no one. No one. So let me ask you, in in putting aside my grievances, and I still hope that Trump, um, you know, dies in uh, prison. (laughs) An Al Capone kind of death. I I think they should lock him away, put throw, throw the key away and just, you know, let him just go. I never challenged that. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, because we should, you say, put put aside all, you know, no, I'm like, no, lock this dude away. Get rid of him because. You know, I, in a, in a perfect world, I believe in the death penalty. So, you know, oh, you yeah, preach it to the point. Yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> but, I'm still but, iffy no, on the death penalty. I just. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I mean, as, as we move forward and how we relate to one another. Like, we have to do better than this. Yeah. We have to yeah. do better than this. All right. I'm going to, um, I'm going to leave Patrick for the last comments, but I, I, I'm agreeing with you guys um, as far as we've just got to do better. I mean, we've got to get past this moment in time, and this is just a moment in time. It's a blip. Um, Trump was a, uh, he, he was just, a blip in time. I mean, we, it, he was a mistake um, that this country made. And fortunately, he's supposed to be gone. We have to deal with him for uh, 14 more days um, and try to figure out how to minimize the damage that he continues to cause. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we can, we can all come together once this is all said and done. You know, maybe hopefully... All the racists and all the fascists can go back into the shadows where they came out of because of Trump. And we can get back to being a great country, the great country we were heading towards. You know, they keep talking about make America great again. We, we, America has had a very dark history. So we were heading towards a great country and we went backwards. You know, we went backwards. And you see where that took us. This took us to things like today. And so... I want us to go forward. I want us to go forward from here, start with the the Biden administration, the new Congress, the new Senate, get some things done, get on track. You know, I am not anti-Republican, will never be anti-Republican. I am anti-Trump supporter Republicans, 100%. Anyone who supported that ridiculousness needs to go away. Those are my final thoughts. I'm going to turn things over to Mayor Patrick Wall-Young, close us out. Thanks. Yeah, so <laughs> he's the mayor. So I, um, today I was messaging when all this was going down. I was messaging with a couple of friends of mine who live in Germany, and they were um, they were commenting like, "What the heck is going on there?" And and I'm and I just it was a reminder to me that really when things like this happen in our country, all eyes are on us, and and it's a it's kind of a test of what. Um, um, there was a an op-ed that I read a couple weeks ago, and I wish I could remember where I saw it, but it was about the, the this notion of American exceptionalism and and whether um, whether there's something special and unique about the United States. And I think, um, and it was it was in the context of looking back at 2020 and and, and everything that happened and with um, killing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the Black Lives Matter movement and and kind of reminding a reminder of how we often we have this this idea, this um, this American idea, this kernel of a 
of, of a notion that that all people it was you know it was written by written by slave owners but this notion that all people are supposed to be created equal um that that we are are a, a country that is governed by the people for the people yeah and we but we so often fail we, have, we so often fall short of that. We, our history is full of just consistently falling short of that in so many different ways. Um, but it's still an ideal that we need to that we need to hold on to. And and these we are struggling right now um, with this uh, person who is trying to consolidate power and hold on to power for himself and really take that away. But I think keeping that ideal in mind is something that we need to continue to to fight for. And the fact that just in the last day we had, you know, now the, um, the, 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 uh, second ever African-American Senator from the South since reconstruction to be elected. Um, it, um that's showed crazy that we, by the way, this, <laughs> this is 2020. Listen, it's 2020, yeah. 20 years and we just get in the first black bachelor. So we still have a long. <laughs> that was right. one of the topics we were supposed to cover. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, Patrick. Uh, but it shows that we're, we make progress. We, there's, it's a stilted progress. It's sometimes, and sometimes we fall glaringly short still, but, but, but I think we can still make progress towards that ideal. Yeah. All right. Agreed. All right, well, thank you, uh, Mayor Patrick. But that is all the time we have for today. I thank you all for joining us. We hope that maybe you learned something, gained a new perspective, or even got some things off your chest. Don't forget, we need your support. Keep this thing going. Like, follow, subscribe at TLS Live Show. And if you missed any of today's episode, please do check out the podcast listen to the podcast or go on YouTube and Facebook for the clips. So again, we hope um, you maybe got some things off your chest. We hope that, you know, things get better. Things get better. So yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. All right. Thank you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Sunday. All right. Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you.